Route Talk, a podcast with inspiring and diverse conversations about walking in your purpose and maximizing your God-given potential and gifts. Each week, we'll provide spiritual nourishment that will motivate you to rise up and use your empowered mindset to live a purpose and impact-driven life. Now here's your host, Glenda Rosa. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in on episode number four of my podcast, Sprout Talk. Depending on whichever state you reside in, the new school year probably has already begun or will begin soon. I shared in a previous episode that I'm currently enrolled in school, and that means that I'm also preparing for my new school semester to start in a couple of weeks. And even though there's a lot of hesitation about kids returning back to school due to everything that's going on, there is something that brings me joy and excitement every year. Can you guess what it is? School supplies. Are you like me? Do you get excited about this? I just love going to the stores and checking out the new pens, the notebooks, the folders, the journals. I just love it all. And can I just say that I am picky. I'm picky about my pens. And I have quite a few pens. I have a lot of pens. And I carry different pens in my purse. And when people ask me to borrow a pen, I never give them my favorite one. And if I do, I'm standing right next to them, waiting for them to finish, to hand it right back. How crazy is that? And the weird thing is that this started even prior to me starting school. Every year, I would shop for school supplies for my son and for myself. I told you, I love stationery. So they get me every year because they come out with new colors, new designs. I mean, their marketing teams, they know us very well. And they do a great job because we always fall for it. So if if you're like me and you love stationery and you have a favorite pen, leave a comment on this episode and let me know. And let me know what your favorite pen is. Anyways, I'm excited about what we'll be sharing with you today. As you know, we've been discussing our four spiritual growth stages. So for a quick summary, we've covered stages one and two. One is planted, which it was when we covered about answering the call of God and saying yes to submitting to the process. And two was rooted, and we discussed accepting the process of isolation and transformation with the purpose of preparation. But today, we're going to be discussing stage three, which is sprout. And of course, I'm excited about sharing this stage as it covers the vision of this podcast. I want to begin by sharing with you a little background on my decision about about returning back to school. I was one of those people that even though I love to study and I love to read and I love education, I didn't want to attend school for a long time. So even though I had the desire to go back to school, listen to me, I had the desire to go back to school, I was pushing that desire way down in my belly to not pursue it because I didn't want it to take long. And I kept putting excuse after excuse, whether it's about my age, how long it was going to take and it took me forever but i remember that in my rooted stage god used those moments where i was feeling alone and isolated to challenge me to step out of my comfort zone and connect with other ladies and as you may remember i discussed that when you're being rooted your roots connect to other plants So an opportunity came up for me to attend a book club that was hosted by my friend Shamika. And I said yes. 
What I didn't know was that at the end of the eight weeks of that book club, the Glenda that went in was not the same Glenda that came out. We were given two assignments that we needed to prepare. The first one was a life statement and the second one was a life map. A life statement basically is a statement that describes in clear and full detail the reason why you exist, why you're here now, and how you see your life unfolding. A life map basically describes the steps that you need to take in order to achieve those things. So for those that know me, they know that I love creative planning. So the first thing that came to mind was that I wanted to make this homework pretty. I wanted to use my best pen, the right paper, images, stickers, color, everything. But my priority was focused on the outside and God wanted me to focus on what he was doing on the inside. I had lost focus on the assignment. The process identified things in my life that revealed where my focus was and how I neglected the assignment. Two days later, the Holy Spirit ministered to me about really taking some time to meditate on this. And this was a difficult assignment for me because I kept thinking, well, what do I want to do with my life? Where do I see myself? Has God's purpose changed for me? Because I know I've changed. I'm not the same Glenda that gave my life to Christ when I was 12. I'm not the same Glenda as when I was 21 or 31. I know that I've changed. Have you found yourself thinking that? Where's your life going? What is God's plan for your life now? Do you feel like the plans that God had for you in a previous season may have changed in this season? Those were the hard questions that I pondered on, but they resulted in a deeper conversation with God. They prompted me to ask God to meet me in my now, in my situation now, in my mindset now. I wanted to pursue God in my now. And don't get me wrong, there are things in my now that I had to surrender because they were hindering my vision and my growth. But there were also things in my now that God wanted to use. What I discovered was that God was doing something in me and through me in a previous season that was becoming part of the foundation of what he was doing in this season. I had a discussion with my husband about what I felt that God was asking me to do in this season and how different it looked from what I've done in previous seasons. But what was weird to me is that it was all connected. It was scary for me to put it on paper because then it became real. It was easier for me to remember and live the old memories, the old victories, the old accomplishments, than it was to embrace the change of what God was doing now. But one thing I knew for sure was that I was tired of living off of past memories and of past things that I used to do. So after much prayer and clarity, I decided to write down my life statement. And one of the things that I described in my life statement was that I wanted to help give second chances to women that were transitioning out of prison, out of jail, by providing tools and resources that would encourage, empower, and equip them to re-enter back into society and into the workplace. Right after writing this down, fear set in because I didn't know how this was gonna be done. 
This was not something that I was familiar with. How have you handled fear when you make the decision to be obedient to God in an area that seems bigger than you? Even though I was afraid, I turned in my life statement and I shared it with the group. The feedback and the support was overwhelming and excitement started to settle in. And I would like to pause for a second. I was able to share what I felt that God was doing in the direction where God was taking me because that place had become a safe space. So today I want to encourage you to be mindful of where you share your dreams and where and who you open up to. When the space is not safe, not everyone can handle your vision. Not everyone can handle your dreams. Not everyone can handle your, your plans. And sadly, not everyone will be supportive of what God is doing in you. But when your roots are connected to people that are connected to God and they have been appointed to you, they will support you, they will pray for you, they will assist you in those areas that you need help with. So the excitement of me sharing my life statement didn't last long because immediately my friend Shamika said, okay, let's discuss the life map. And I thought, oh my God, I was so caught up on writing the life statement that I forgot about the life map. So I went back to the drawing board and in prayer, I began to ask God for direction and wisdom so I could understand what steps I needed to take in order to achieve those things. Because it's easy for us to focus on the destination and ignore the lessons that we might learn along the way. This is where sprouting started for me. I had discovered that my perspective had changed because I began to sprout now when I was already doing what he had shown me that he wanted me to do, or when I felt that I had already arrived at my destination. No. I began to sprout when I took the first step into preparing for what he had called me to do. It wasn't going to happen from one day to another, but I understood that it needed to start somehow. 1 Peter 1.13 says, Therefore, preparing your minds for action, being sober-minded, set your hope fully on God's grace. It starts with preparing your mind for action. And don't confuse your sprout stage with your flourish stage. We're not there yet. We're still growing and recognizing the areas that the Lord wants us to jump in and serve. Because it's clear that God's timing is everything. I'm not sure if you've noticed, right? For the past couple of years, there's been a big boom when it comes down to like recipe videos on social media. They give you the illusion that you can make a meal quickly. There's always a quick chop, stir, cook, serve, and it's all done in a two to three minute video. But some of those recipes, once you attempt them, you try them, you realize that some of those steps take longer than others. They don't explain to you that sometimes cutting all those vegetables take time. That cooking the pasta takes about 10 to 12 minutes that browning the meat might take an additional 15 minutes, or that cooking everything in the oven might take an additional 35 minutes. And at the end of the process, you enjoy the end result because probably the food is really good. 
but you don't forget that it took time to prepare it and prepare it well. Following God's plan and purpose has the same concept. Some steps might take longer than others, but the end result will be amazing. For me, taking the first step was a declaration. It meant that I had to declare to fear that it had to step aside, that I had to tell comparison to step aside, that the feeling of me not being qualified had to be removed. I served an eviction notice to those things that kept me paralyzed, that they needed to vacate the space that I had reserved for them because there were new tenants in town and their names were vision and purpose. Can I get an amen? Ecclesiastes 9.10 says, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. This means that you need to focus on doing the possible so God can take care of the impossible. But it all starts with one step. There's a quote by Pastor Naheem Calloway that says, Sometimes the smallest step in the right direction ends up being the biggest step of your life. So, tiptoe if you must, but take the first step. I had already decided in my heart that I was tired of living a mediocre Christian life, that I was tired of being stagnant, and I understood that in order for me to accomplish the vision that I saw, I needed to get educated. Therefore, part of my sprouting moment was taking the first step and enrolling in school. I didn't know how it was going to be done, but I needed to start. Being rooted teaches you dependence on God. So in your sprouting moment, when you're taking your steps of faith, know that God has called you and he will be with you every step of the way. God leads us one step at a time. Psalms 37, 23 says that the steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. I read in a recent devotional, while God has the whole journey mapped out ahead of time, that journey is made up of a series of small steps. And that is the way that he makes it known to us. Sprouting equals small steps. Some of the definition of sprout that I found online were to put forward, to cause to develop, to start up. So I want you to think of this episode as a reminder that today is the day that the Lord is telling you that whatever you've put on hold, it's time to release it. For you to put your foot forward and take the first step. You know that the word sprout usually is used in reference to plants because it says that a sprout is a shoot that emerges from a recently germinated seed and is the beginning of the life cycle of a plant. A small plant will begin to emerge and eventually break through the soil. While you were being rooted, you were being transformed from a seed to a plant. And now it's your time to emerge and push and break through the obstacles that once kept you back. It's time to push through. Is God calling you to step out of your comfort zone? Is God calling you to walk in uncharted territories? 
Have you ever felt unsure of yourself and your capabilities for something that God has called you to do? I want to share with you some verses that will strengthen your faith in this journey. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Matthew 19.26 says, Jesus looked at them and said, Humanly speaking, this is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. Philippians 1.6 says, And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished. God is calling ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Things outside of their comfort zone. And things that makes them extraordinary by simply obeying God in the first step. There were many women and men in the in the Bible that stepped out and were obedient. And I want to share with you some of them today. Moses was called to leave his job of shepherding the sheep to confront Pharaoh and lead an entire nation to freedom. Joshua was commanded to lead the Israelites into battle so they could take hold of their promised land. Nehemiah was called to leave his comfortable job in the palace and become the leader who would help rebuild the wall around Jerusalem. So maybe just like them, God has called you to confront some pharaohs that have taken hostage some of the spiritual territories that belong to the people of God. Or maybe he's calling you to lead people around you into freedom. Or maybe he's calling you to help rebuild families to help rebuild your community, in your job, in schools. What is God calling you to do? Have you asked God what is next for your life? What small steps you need to start taking today? What is your life map? Do you have one? Are you connected with people that can mentor you in that direction? In addition to me enrolling in school, I understood that in order to work with newly released inmates, I needed to learn more about them while they were still in jail and even understand their jail system. I needed to educate myself. So I decided to reconnect with a lady that I had met at a church almost 10 years prior when I had just arrived here in Florida. And she used to lead a jail ministry at a local church. What I didn't know was that fast forward 10 years later, at the time of my call, she had just been approved to start a women's re-entry program at a local jail. And she was looking for volunteers and facilitators to assist the women with life skills to prepare them for the release. So I expressed my desire and I told her that I wanted to help and I wanted to volunteer and help assist and facilitate these classes. So I've been doing that ever since, to God be the glory. But time after time, God put all those pieces together to fulfill his purpose, not Glenda's purpose, his purpose, because he knew those ladies that were incarcerated. I didn't. He knew their heart. I didn't. He knew their deed. I didn't. All I had to do was say yes to the call. And he opened the necessary doors for me to walk right in. And to be transparent, there are days when the enemy tries to whisper in my ear and tell me, do they really need you? 
I mean, there's other facilitators, there's other volunteers here that they're probably better than you. But God is so amazing. And he reminds me over and over and over that my story matters, that my voice has power, my testimony, my experiences, everything is unique, and that God will use it to impact the life of others. There's a story in the Bible in 1 Kings chapter 20, and it details how Ahab, the king of Israel, and his people, they were about to start a battle with King Benadad of Aram. And the problem with the people of Israel was that they were outnumbered and their military were under-equipped. Therefore, it was almost guaranteed in the eyes of others that they were going to lose this war. But God, but God, he intervened. And in verse 13, the Bible says that God spoke to Ahab through a prophet. And he said to him, you see this big army? I am going to hand it over to you. In other words, you will defeat them. And Ahab was still worried. And he asked God, well, who's going to start the battle? And God said, you are. Woman of God, man of God. If you're listening to this podcast today, there's probably a battle that you're facing right now. And like the people of Israel, you probably feel outnumbered and under-equipped. But I want to remind you of God's process. He has planted you. He has rooted you. He has equipped you for this moment. God is challenging you to step up to the line, to take hold of what's already yours. Who will begin the battle? You are. Who will fight for your family? You are. Who will fight for your marriage, for those that are lost, for your community? You are. Today, today is the day to sprout. Today is the day to break the soil of everything that is pushing you down, everything that is trying to quiet your voice, everything that is hindering you from you and your family to walk in freedom. I want you to push through, push through negativity, through the confusion, through sickness. You need to tell your current situation, listen, I'm sorry, situation. I'm sorry, problems. I'm sorry, fear. You have to move. I am coming through. God is calling me and I am on my way. I am saying yes to God. So today, the call to action is this. Surrender to God's call and say yes. Educate yourself in the area that God is calling you to. Make that phone call. Connect with others. And last, do it. Don't give in to your fears. Stand on God's word and his promises. Trust his plan and what he wants you to do, even if you have to do it afraid. Blessings. See you next time. Thanks for listening and joining us this week. Make sure to visit our website, sprouttalk.podbean.com, where you can subscribe so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you were blessed and found value in this podcast, we'd appreciate your rating. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that will help us out too. See you next time.